of the Irish be upon you, Sergeant. All right. Good morning, Henry. Morning, Roy. I think I'm going to need a new pair of glasses, new readers. Oh, yeah? It's the right side on. That side? My right side, your left side. Stage left, Henry. <laughs> okay, what's it doing? The arm is getting tight. I gave it a shot of WD-40 to keep them folding easily, but, you know, that's just a temporary fix. Really? Well, they could seize up at any moment here at Studio 5 of the Voice Actors Guild in Los Angeles, California, 1981. You do fold them up a lot. Oh, I suppose so. You're always folding them up and putting them in your pocket. That's me, all right. It's this tiny miniaturized screw. It seems to be tightening down with each fold and unfold of the glasses. Every day tighter? 24 hours a day, Henry. A small but steady rate. Gee whiz. My arithmetic says it's three or four weeks before these reader glasses will be as stiff as a mausoleum door. Just a creaking and a giving a fright to all who dare enter the tomb. <sighs> Coriolis effect? That's right. It's the Coriolis effect in action. That's how they get you. Cranking down on the screw threads and all helical structures due to the rotation of the planet and the oscillations of our wonderful solar system. I just gotta keep it lubricated. WD-40 keeps the tidal forces at bay. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that campaign? Yeah, yeah, I do. Spring of 77, if memory serves. Yep. Oh, Henry, did you see that game? Most of it. Lakers versus the Rockets once again. These Rockets love a spanking. Yeah, they came back for more. Sports snack? We had nachos going and Elizabeth poured us a pair of cold ones from the garage fridge where we keep our overflow items such as basketball, beer, what was the final score? I didn't see to the end. Oh, you have an inquiring mind, Henry. It's like the Inquisition. Roy, what was the final? In due time. <sighs> These nachos were quite spiced, and there were nacho moments I didn't think I could make it. Oh? Watery eyes. <laughs> A burning sensation on the tongue. Oh, yeah? Other nacho symptoms include sputtering, waving of the hands over an open mouth, yeah. self-esteem, huh. and going wow. Why so spicy? It was a new type of uh, Mexican spice vegetable or something. Uh, Jalapeno? No. Serrano? No, not that. Chipotle pepper? Try again. Bell pepper? None of these are ringing familiar, and I'd know it if I heard it, so I'll just have to get back to you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the Pomeroy family zenith was alight with the sporting action. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar were on fire. Oh, did you see when they looked at each other? Kareem looked at Magic like this. Like this? <laughs> no, like... Not like this? No, 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 like this. Yeah, did you see what Magic did? Oh, Magic shrugged. Like, you know, what are you gonna do here? Oh, man, those Rockets. Well, the Rockets put up a hell of a fight in the first period, but, you know, then they got desperate. Right. Traveling, the whistle coming down on all manner of fouls and bounds. Traveling everywhere. Every time they tried to pull some underhanded stunt, Moses Malone would try that bloody nose trick of his. Trick? Moses Malone can make his nose bleed at will. No, he can't. That was real. Oh, yes, he can. No. Oh, he got to you? He fooled you? There was blood everywhere. My, my, Henry. Roy! Grow up. That was a real nosebleed. Get real. You're saying he can control his nose? Yes, he can will it to be so. Wow. Very thin nasal tissue can be affected by the brain. Holy smokes. By the end of the third period, his jersey was half blood and half jersey. But why, Roy? Why would he do this? Here's how the nose trick works. It's just a nasal version of the old Paul the Wool ruse, the old one too. To cover for a rocket foul, Malone would pretend to get hurt by a Laker's elbow. Okay. Malone would rear back, clutching his beak and whirl the vessels within his nasal passages to let loose, say an owl. And the blood would get going real good. Right. But nothing doing. Those refs were wise to the grift. Ah. The whistle came down each and every time to a mix of cheers and booze. 
The L.A. Lakers completely dismantled the Rockets and made them safe for storage at the Basketball Hall of Cheating. So the blood is a distraction? Well, like that illegal three-second defensive violation. Yeah? Malone stayed in the three-second lane. He wasn't guarding. That's not technically a violation. Oh, Henry, that's his own violation. He was trying to get Kleenex. It's a technical. Oh, it is a technical. That's a three-point trip down the flow. Final? Lakers 46 and those fools of the court, the Houston Rockets 18. Woo! Go back to Texas and think about what you done did, you Rockets. The only thing red about their glare is blood. You Houston Rockets, oh, shame. Want to get warmed up? Oh, for levels? Yeah. A pleasant little warm-up. Let's try for five. Sure. Great. For you, whatever you require. A five. How about some dynamic range? What do you mean, like soft, loud? Well, I'll give you a confidential and tiny whisper. Okay. And then, Henry? Yeah? You're going to be hearing from the lion. Will I? Yes, you'll hear from a genuine and real zoo lion. (laughs) Okay, bring it. The roar of the lion. High volume. Okay. High five. It's up to you. All right, here comes the tiny whisper one. All right. Roy H. Pomeroy. Oh, so dainty. Did you get that? Did that pick it up? Uh, I bet your needles barely moved. That was that was pretty quiet. What was that, by the way? Ten. A ten? Yeah, it was ten. <laughs> hey. A ten, Henry. That you did it. Well, here comes a five. All right, let's see if you can hit it. Roy. Wonderful and splendid and cool. So what do we got today? Safety film narration. Well, let me review these notes here. Yeah, it's like um, an industrial film. Train safety from the California Department of Trains and Locomotives. Just a bunch of train talk, Roy. You ready? I say let's just uh, hop into this stuff. Oh, great. Yeah. Should I use an engineer's accent? No, I can make you sound like a train guy. Yeah, sure. All right, we are rolling for trains. The California Department of Train and Locomotive Safety Council presents Don't Be a Fool on the Tracks. Warning, the following material is a depiction of foolishness conducted under strict supervision. Please don't be a copycat. Great. Every year, at least 100 fellas get injured or worse by trains. Sure, they seem jolly and you think you're safe, but are you safe? Not if you horse off and disregard the dangers of rail yards and tracks. Okay, next page. It's a sunny day. Look at Joe here. He's got a great job, huge overalls. A railman for a cargo line, $17,000 per year. He's leaning on the switch, more interested in his sandwich than trains. He has one duty, and that's to switch the track after the caboose passes the point. But he becomes enraged by having too many pickles on his sandwich. He said, light pickles, please. But they loaded this thing up. And the bread is becoming saturated with the pickle juice as the train slowly lumbers by. Gross. Next. Confounded by the brined cucumber slices, Joe throws the switch under the caboose. The point jamming the wheels of this 50-ton behemoth. The caboose derails and takes three cars with it into the dry riverbed some 50 feet below, damaging federal and state property. Good. The thing to do is keep your eyes on the train, not on the lunch. Stay alert. Trains want nothing more than to grind you into dirt and cause all kinds of lawsuits. Page three. Say it ain't so, Joe. Good thing you're in the union or you'd be saying goodbye to that $17,000. 
Okay, danger. Here is another train danger. Children playing upon a train. It seems fun, sure. Horsing off atop a rail car, walking on the running boards, and being ever so carefree. But then the car is hooked upon a moving train, and suddenly the kids face a choice. Ride until Philadelphia, or jump off a moving train. What would you do? Philly? That's right, ride until Philadelphia. Never ever jump off a moving train. The third danger, of course, is incorrect track walking. Betty here and her pals are walking upon the tracks and you can see that this is very dangerous. Look how the toes of their footwear keep catching upon the rail ties. Good, and friend? Notice how Betty's unnamed friend here's shoelaces catch upon the rail spikes. Also, notice how it's a moonless and foggy midnight. This is dangerous stuff. Great, and oh no? Oh no, here comes a locomotive. Leap to safety, leap to the shrubs. And if you can't, lay down very, very, very flat and hope there's no sort of sticky-outy stuff on the bottom of the trains. <laughs> yeah. Always keep your shoes perpendicular to the lateral danger zone. A twist of the ankle is all that stands between you and railway oblivion. Tag? All aboard for safety. Again? All aboard for safety. One more, Roy. All aboard for safety, please. Perfect. I think we got it. Tremendous, Henry. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Lunch? Sure, lunch. Lunchtime sandwiches? Mm -hmm. All right. Let me just go grab the Wolfman. Wolfman Jack, I want him on Operation Clip and Save, and I thought we'd take him to lunch today. Radical. Outrageous.